Hello everybody, my name is Maun, and this is Maun's Gadget Talk. We talk gadgets, devices, what's happening in the tech world, and much, much more. Uh, today on this episode, although it's kind of, I guess I've been saying this has been a slow week before Techtober and the holiday sort of buying season, sort of, uh, there's still plenty of news coming out about, um, about uh, tech and stuff. Fun fact, I mean, uh, just read now, Corsair, a major PC parts maker, they're going public on a NASDAQ very soon. They've just filed a prospectus with the Security Exchanges Commission of the United States uh, to go public. And they claim that their business is roughly worth $1 billion or overall they've, they've, they're earning over a billion dollars. No surprises. I mean, this is when you sell a lot of RAM, you sell a lot of headsets, you sell a lot of keyboards, like you're one of the the component player, really one of the major sort of players in gaming PCs, pretty much. You make the systems, you make the components, you make the things that go with it. You also make, probably quite famously, the streaming hardware, sort of, to go stream on Twitch and YouTube. Um, no surprises, really. I, I'm, I mean, I don't expect them to be worth this much, but yeah, it's quite surprising. Gaming is a big business, so um, yeah. I mean, uh, it was interesting the risks they wrote. Oh well, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a lot of <coughs> new phones. Sorry, this is me after eating a lot, drinking a lot of tea. I was about to say eating a lot of tea, drinking. Oh, I just remembered. Uh, we have a l- we we got some tea to talk about. You know, like the cool kids say. Anyways, so the first story we have here uh, is about the upcoming iPhone 12. We've heard a lot about the iPhone 12 in the past couple months. I one of our first episodes was about the fact that uh, Apple might be shipping the iPhone 12 without any wall charger out of the box or earphones. Uh, that made a whole lot of sense or, you know, environmental. I mean, I just, you can go back and watch in the fir- number one, episode number one, all the way down when you swipe down when you, if you're listening on, say, Spotify and stuff or wherever you listen, you go all the way down to the first episode and listen to it. I recovered in the first couple of episodes. But um, I haven't heard much about iPhone 12 rumors, maybe because I've focused on other devices. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the iPhone 12. Uh, there's a talk whether it'll have 5G out of the gate. Um, or, you know, when are they going to be actually coming? Are they actually going to ship at the end of September? Or are they going to be out by late October? Uh, this last point that I brought up here is kind of was confirmed by Apple's sort of CFO. Uh, uh, where he sa- stated that the iPhone, the new upcoming iPhones will be shipping at code in a very corporate manner, sort of in front of investors. He stated that the iPhone, the new I- the upcoming iPhones will probably be coming out at a, mo- at a later date than the September timeline. And, and basically, in corporate language, you know, we expect to ship it out later on, you know. Basically, it's not coming out of September. It's, we're going to do it later on in the year. Uh, most likely, like it has gone in the last couple of years, in October, uh, mid end, mid, middle or end of October, we're going to see the new iPhones come out. But uh, And also that one hilarious leak, that kind of one hilarious like accidental scheduled live stream on YouTube saying showing the, sort of what was kind of a sample stream for September 10th, which means that a- Apple could be doing a, the iPhone event on September the 10th. But... That's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, if you're probably wondering why they're going to release in October now instead of September, uh, this could be the most likely reason. That is that it's taking them for almost. Uh, it's probably uh, they're having issues finding 
uh, components for the to make the 120 hertz display on the iPhone 12 Pro possible. High refresh rate displays are a hot thing in high-end smartphones this year. Samsung's got it, Huawei's got it, Xiaomi's got it, everyone's doing 120 hertz. Apple's got to get into action before it's too late. And they're already good at 120Hz displays, ProMotion 120Hz displays, they've been doing it on the iPad Pros. So a bit of experience right there and a bit of testing. Uh, I'm sure they've also been figuring out for the iPhones. Uh, the, the challenging aspect actually, uh, and this is according to a good old display analyst, Ross Young, he tweeted again uh, yesterday that, and I'll quote him here, I'll quote Ross Young here on this one, hearing that Apple Hearing that Apple can get 120 Hertz Pro panels, but not 120 Hertz this driver ICs or inter circuits. You know, little little chippy things at the back of the displays. So he connects to the main motherboard, and it would basically drive the display essentially. Uh, anyways, so they will either have to come up with a fix, which will be difficult. Wait for 120 Hertz driver ICs and delay the launch, possibly significantly, or launch with 60 Hertz. We're hearing they will launch with 60 Hertz. Now, this is his expertise pretty much with smartphone displays and stuff. What he's trying to essentially say is panels, they're available everywhere. Everyone's selling them pretty much. Where, uh, Apple obviously gets their panels from Samsung, I believe, and um, uh, Sharp. Sharp and Samsung make this. I mean, let me, let me Google this. Hang on. So I just checked uh, to correct everyone here. Samsung is the main supply, uh, display supplier for, I, for Apple. Uh, for their for OLED models and then obviously for LCDs they rely on LG and Samsung also and Sharp. You don't see a big difference really. It's quite minimal because Apple has very high quality standards. So they do source from so many players, but the stand quality of the components is really good. Like you can't tell if it's from Sharp or Samsung. You have to really work very hard to figure out any mini minimo differences. If Samsung can make 120 Hertz panels, then this is not difficult, right? So. Uh, but the real problem is the driver uh, circuits, driver circuitry. The, as I as I explained, the little chippy thing at the back that connect that is basically the main sort of the interface between the display and the motherboard, the chipsets on the iPhone. And so, if I was having a hard time trying to find that, then um, according to him, uh, either they'll have to delay the launch of the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 12 series, the Pro specifically. Or they'll have to offer a 60 hertz version and delay it till next year. I mean, um, so it's quite interesting uh, what we have here, pretty much. Um, I mean, according to John Prosser, he's a famous sort of leaker, sort of, when uh, it comes to Apple. And he was talking in a video, I and mean, I haven't watched his videos, but I've heard a lot about him. He wrote, this is from Mac Unit Rumors, they're quoting him on this. Behind the scenes, Apple's still testing 120Hz ProMotion for the iPhone 12 Pro. Specifically, at least in this case with my sources, the 12 Pro Max. 120Hz is working just fine with the manual toggle and settings on the iPhone 12 Pro Max. So it's kind of interesting, sort of. Uh, and he's basically, and then he went on saying, don't, get, don't give up on 120Hz on the 12 Pro just yet. Yet. So, uh, honestly, this is quite a hot rumor uh, of high display of a 120 hertz display on uh, on the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max. Is the fact that it's going to be simply coming on the Pro and Pro Max, so it'll be a bit in line with the iPad Pros that have had uh, ProMotion displays. It's really it really is a dramatic step up on a on a phone iPhone 
makes gaming much faster. Uh, overall, it feels much faster and smoother. And also, there is... Um, and apparently, uh, when I, I brought up Mo ProMotion, because this is what Apple uses, also uses for the high motion display on the iPad Pro, this is how they're able to adjust the... Uh, they're able to basically offer variable refresh rate. So when you're just going around 60 hertz, gaming 120, you know, uh, what iMessage 60, uh, FaceTime 60 hertz, gaming 100, you get the point. You know, dynamically adjusting refresh rate, um, and helping with battery life. Um, hopefully, hopefully they do get this out. But I'd say that this, this, if this is true, then um, um, no wonder we'll have to wait till October for the iPhone 12 Pros. Don't worry. I mean, don't worry if it's get delayed. Um, just be ready. Just start saving. I don't know. Start investing in stocks. I don't know. Sell sneakers. I don't know. I mean, get an iPhone, put Fortnite on it, and sell it on eBay for $10,000 as people are doing it. Yes, that's a thing. So, yeah. Um, start saving up for it. I mean, hopefully, I mean, but then the skeptic in me is like, Apple would really skip 120 hertz given how they go with things. But then they really need iPhones. To be, they need to sell a lot of iPhones this year. So you really need killer features like 120 hertz refresh rate. 5G, they need to bring those things if they can. They can't triple RAM or storage out of the gate. They can, but they'll have to do something. And so they'll need, so if it's taking them a bit while to get the high refresh rate out of the gate, uh, well, then no wonder <laughs> we'll have to wait till October for the iPhone 12 Pros. Um, I don't think that it will affect the iPhone 12. It'll be out pretty soon, uh, right there in September. We'll see. We'll wait till the September event. Hopefully, they do come up with both. I would love that they bring in the high refresh rate for the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max and 5G and better cameras and crispy portrait mode. I think it'll be a great phone to buy. And you're already spending a lot of money, so they really need to bring it out. So, yeah. Moving on to the Z Fold 2. Uh, what's kind of happened with the Z Fold 2 is that we've already know it. Samsung revealed it pretty much to a bit. They teased it at the Unpacked event early on, and I talked about it before. Uh, and you know, we'll have to wait. We'll have, we'll have to wait till September first to find out. That's next week, pretty much. So on the next step, uh, next week's episode, sort of, you'll find out. Uh, but there's a video already. Uh, we don't have to wait really. I mean, there's a video that's come out from sort of a Chinese language, from a Chinese YouTube channel, sort of. YouTube's not in China, but obviously uh, Taiwan and Hong Kong, YouTube exists there, and in mainly Chinese, big Chinese-speaking countries, uh, where internet's kind of open, like, you know, YouTube's available, so they're YouTubers. Yes, guys, it's a thing. I mean, uh, when I say Hong Kong and Taiwan, they're YouTubers there, so hence the community. Anyways, so um, there's a video that's come out on the Z Fold 2, and it's shown a lot of things, sort of, so... Uh, is the flex mode? Hang on, let me just play the video uh, real quick. Let me just uh, mute it. They don't subtitles, weirdly enough. Wow, that's a well done review. But it's kind of showing off the Z Fold 2 pretty much. It's crispy. It has a Z, it has Z flip features. So I kind of watched a bit of the video, uh, not all of it, and uh, I read the comments of the video. There's actually a very nice guy, dude, who completely translated the whole thing from Chinese things. I hope that subtitles. It is quite 40,000 views. Um, 
he kind of he brought it basically he just says this was a big improvement over the fold in every possible way you know it's more elegant it's improved exactly what i've been trying to say like a few weeks back there has been dramatic improvement and you know the sound quality is better and i also noticed in the review video itself it's quite short actually um i'm sure it's also gotten a lot of hits being uploaded on cena weibo i don't know if this was on cena weibo we'll have to find out <laughs> but um uh, it basically showed uh, if you have the phone folded out but you use the outer display and you have the camera app open so you can have a mode where you basically use the back camera which is already on the front when you fold it out so you have like a vlogging mode which is actually pretty dope i mean yeah that's actually quite utilitarian to say the least uh too bad you can't fold it outwards so yeah it's quite cool though um again they've de definitely been improving the fold i mean if you want to check out the video it's you can just find it on youtube it's the titles in english but the videos itself is in chinese uh, you'll have to wait till subtitles come. I can't wait for uh, September 1st for next week. Um, I mean, basically, I mean, it's summed up as the whole fold has been improved dramatically. They fixed a lot of gripes on the first one, first fold. It looks a bit more elegant and nice, and there's now full outer display, which I think has been a big, big problem on the first fold, was a full display, and you open it, and then you get a full display. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, moving on, uh, Blackberry, yeah, if you recognize that tone, you recognize that ringtone and you're a very, very old person, uh, actually this is, this is an interesting story, it came out a few days ago and I'm now caught wind of it, um, Blackberry is coming back, uh, they're, uh, apparently, Research in Motion, or Blackberry, the brand itself, that's still around, is teaming up with FIH Mobile, which is which is sort of a Foxconn subsidiary, and sort of a sort of a I think it's a American company. I don't know. Uh, Onward Mobility. Hang on, let me just bring Google this. Um, you have to. I mean, it's one of those like one of those holding companies, sort of that's going to make things and use a brand name, kind of like you know TCL was making Alcatel phones with with. By licensing out the Alcatel name and a Nokia with HMD. Uh, I don't know. Is this? Yeah, it's an American company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on their website, it actually writ written up, declared this about uh, BlackBerry. Onward Mobility, a U.S.-based company in the mobile security space, has joined forces with BlackBerry, a longtime leader in design manufacture of mobile devices, specifically for transmission of mobile data, mo business data and communication with a clear mission to provide all businesses from government to enterprise to those who power the gig economy, the most productive, most user-friendly, most secure mobile devices ever created, so nothing gets in the way of their mission. And then as you browse to the site, it says new BlackBerry 5G smartphones coming 2021. So this company is teaming up with a Foxconn subsidiary to create brand new BlackBerry phones and they've said it already will be 5G enabled from the get-go and they'll be out next year. So uh, this is from Android Central. Again, all the stories I mentioned here, I'll have it in the show notes so you can go have a look for yourself. Uh, it says here that BlackBerry will be, ringing to, will be playing to its strengths here. So the new phone will come with a physical keyboard. There'll be 5G on board and obviously it'll be targeted to businesses. 
I don't know how many phones targeted to business users unless you know how to use smartphones or well you get the point uh, so Blackberry's on, Blackberry are not the ones who are going to be making the phones uh, since it's like a collaboration so there are two other companies and those two other companies will basically create the phones design manufacturing they'll figure the other you know a bit spit like how Nokia has been making phones recently with HMD Global HMD Global are the actual folks behind the Nokia phones in fact I tend to say it's the Nokia HMD phones it's not much of a difference because HMD Global is pretty much stock full of Nokia staff or executives from Nokia and they're taking good care of the Nokia brand pretty much so hopefully same story with Blackberry and there's nothing much that they've said aside from the fact that it's just a 5G phone and a lot of keyboard and stuff and they're planning to make even more phones based on the Blackberry name Blackberry actually had a bit of a bit of a success bit of a hit really with the passports and the other Android based Blackberry phones that TCL made um, I mean because the thing is that Blackberry's bit was really the original smartphone like if you wanted a high-speed all jack-of-all-trades smartphone Blackberry was the kind of key brand and then um, their main sort of keyboard oriented phones are really good and then they released a few more and then then iPhones came and rest is history pretty much Android came and you know I mean you could you could uh, and you could bring up that meme where they're doing the coffin dance pretty much so yeah uh, basically so um, yeah I mean uh, to counter I, the I, to counter iOS and Android, fun fact, I'll probably bring this up eventually uh, for another time in the future. They launched BlackBerry 10, which was nice, and then it didn't really take off that much. And then they went as far as to enable Android apps to be sideloaded. They tried so hard to make it big, but then that didn't really work. And then they gave up, teamed up with TCL, made Android phones. It kind of worked. Not many people bought it. Then they stopped it, and now this is happening. Hopefully, it takes off. Again... Uh, Blackberry and Nokia haven't really seen uh, their bigger glory days come back. Uh, it's it's hard to make it's hard to make it. Uh, the thing that's the thing. It's hard to make it as an older brand unless you have very good strong brand royalty and a lot of nostalgia. Nokia has kind of survived a bit because of the nos brand name. Like people have, like they hear the name and there's like, oh, it's solid. I mean, my father, as a context, my father has a Nokia smartphone. He's had Nokia's for most of his mobile consumption life. He's had two or three Nokia's early in his mobile phone usage life. And now his latest smartphone is a, is a mid-range Nokia smartphone, the 6.1 actually. It's really good. He, he's enjoying it. And it's such a ro rock-solid smartphone. Now that's Nokia. Nokia nailed it with the software updates, with the overall package sort of. They're nailing it in the low-end and mid-end departments. I mean, I know people who bought Nokia phones because they're really solid options for the money. But what about Blackberry? Uh, they're, just, they're taking a big bet here. I mean, trying to target a corporate enterprise, which is completely dominated by Samsung and Apple. I mean, you buy a Galaxy or an iPhone, I mean, you don't think of a Blackberry. So that's, that's very, 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 very interesting. I've said that a lot of times. And um, I think a couple of weeks back, I talked about the Pixel 4a, uh, 5G, and the Pixel 5. Guess what? Like anything related to Google, they're leaked again. Again. Another leak. This time, an actual literal, slightly blurry photo of the Pixel 4a, uh, 5G, and the Pixel 5. The 4a, 5G is on the left side, so it's quite compact and stuff with two cameras. 
as uh, I forgot to mention that there's also a Pixel 4a 5G, and that's a bit different from the 4a. It'll have sort of a Qualcomm chip that can do 5G out of the gate, as always. Um, bigger battery, bit big, bit bigger display, and then on the right side is the Pixel 5. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I, let me I red redact that. Accor uh, according to XDA developers, uh, so on Reddit someone shared. I don't know which thread was it. Uh, I because they didn't mention it here, but they shared it on. Let me find it here. Let's see. Um, all right. Uh, so someone on Reddit basically leaks the Pixel 5 and 4a 5G. They shared sort of a picture and some information regarding the Pixel 4a and 5 and the Pixel 5. Uh, now the Pixel 4a 5G is on the right side. Now this was kind of uh, I didn't mention it in my in my earlier episode about the 4a. But um, there's a 5G version which is slightly larger than the 4A and it'll have, obviously it'll cost $500 and stuff. <laughs> Get it? 5G for 500 Pfft, Interesting. Uh, we're already seeing 5G phones for $400, even heck, 350 for a 5G phone. Anyways, and then there's a Pixel 5 on the left side uh, in the photo, side by side. I'll link the XDA developers post in the show notes. Uh, now, that's, now the looks it's okay no big deal it looks kind of interesting it's, it's in white it's in white pretty much that's interesting but uh all then redditor as always with a thread on reddit shared another uh another tidbit which is the specs the pixel 5 will come with a 4000 milliamp hour battery uh two rear cameras which is a 0.5x wide angle lens don't know what you're gonna do with that 12.2 megapixel main camera basically be all Sony sensors with an 8 megapixel front camera, Snapdragon 765G, 8 gigabytes of storage, 90 hertz display, a plastic back, physical fingerprint scanner on the back as looks obvious in the pictures, and no headphone jack, apparently. And in the 4A 5G, which is what we've kind of all been here, what we've all heard of, um, comes with three th with a 3,800 milliamp hour battery, slightly smaller than the 5 uh, a 0 0.5 times wide-angle lens. There's a dual cameras also with a 12.2 megapixel main camera. I'm guessing it's just the same array of sensors, or maybe he just did it for simplicity's sake. Uh, with an 8 megapixel front camera, a Snapdragon 675G, as the Z 5G chip that will power the 4 4A's 5G capabilities. Uh, 60 gigahertz of RAM. Uh, 60 hertz display this is a difference uh the five pixel 5 will have a very smooth display 90 hertz display like the uh sorry the pixel 5 will have the 90 hertz display like the pixel 4 series but the 4a will have a 60 hertz display hand headphone jack and a fin physical fingerprint scan at the back i'm kind of struggling to say it uh so it's been leaked a lot uh now the interesting thing i want to bring up here is that the Pixel 4a 5G and the Pixel 5 will be unveiled later on at the end of, end of September. So see, Techtober is coming, guys. Uh, and VRs will start early in October, and I'm quite psyched already. And the end of September, uh, Google will probably be doing an event. I mean, uh, and they'll probably show off the Pixel 4a, the 5, and then the Google Home product, uh, the Nest Home speaker, as I earlier mentioned, the Android TV dongle. they got to get a lot of gear out before the holiday season, definitely. So uh, the 4A has been a hit in the U.S. primarily, as I've predicted, kind of, because outside of the West, outside the West where you have a lot more brands and choice, it's not going to sell like crazy. But in the West, it's in the in the U.S. specifically, it's sold like crazy. Google, clean Android, clean skin Android. Well, if you think about it, 
uh, Xiaomi and Realme have gotten have started to offer a bit of a cleaner UI experience. MIUI 12 is a bit cleaner, uh, much closer to stock Android. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, and then Android Central, again, this is from XDA developers, they said that Android Central on Friday revealed that the Pixel 5 will also have Qi wireless charging. So, okay, Qi wireless charging is already kind of been a thing on the main Pixel phones. But yeah, uh, you have to wait till the end of September to find out more about the these two phones. The Pixel 4a 5G, we all know for sure, is $500. So, fun times ahead. Uh, a lot of googly stuff. And then finally, um, Nintendo reportedly is releasing an upgraded Switch next year. Uh, this is from Ta- this is from Economic Daily News in Taiwan, and also Bloomberg, and they're claiming uh, actually the Economic Daily News. I bet this is a Chinese language. Hang on, let me see. Is this? I mean, let, let me just find it. They're saying that, according citing supply chain sources, that. Uh, Nintendo is going to release an upgraded version of the Switch next year, early next year, and that would have, uh, and essentially, it'd be more powerful. It can do 4K graphics, obviously plugged in. It can play games at 4K resolution. Uh, so um, it doesn't mention the processor. So maybe they're going to bring out a new SoC to make it happen. Um, and then Bloomberg stating that the new upgraded Switch will have. Okay, I mean, I just finally have it loaded up. Uh, yes. Uh, one second. So, according to this economic daily news, is it? Is it? Okay. Um, hang on. They brought up the point that Nintendo Switch has been saying, well, a lot of suppliers are expecting that there's going to be a brand new Switch coming out next year to compete with the Xbox Series X and the PS5. And that ultimately their supplies will, the demand will, blo- the, the, the demand for their supplies for flash chips, for ICs and things that go into say the chargers and the, and even the game cards will blow up a big time because they'll need, I mean, Nintendo will need to put a brand new switch out, uh, out into the market and basically they'll boost supply. So, um, so, uh, they'll basically benefit. And then Nintendo is saying that, sorry, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me for that. Bloomberg is saying that also this year Nintendo probably hasn't had that many big hit games coming out even though this has been quite a big sales year. Coronavirus has caused people to stay at home and more people are like picking up the Switch and you know it's kind of basically more entertainment for staying at home. And hence uh, Nintendo, the Switch has been selling like hotcakes uh, but they haven't had any big hit games coming out uh, this past year so next year will be the real hot year because apparently Metroid Prime 4 and the sequel to uh, the Switch Zelda game, kind of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is a really good open world game. The uh, sequel will finally be coming out. So, um, I mean, uh, it's quite fun that this is gonna, that they're gonna release a brand new Switch and a lot of new powerful games will be coming out with it. it the fact that it could do 4K out of the gate when plugged in is amazing. I think we're, we're all excited naturally because who doesn't like to have a 4K? Now you're playing with power! Like Nintendo used to say in their ads, now you're playing with power, real power. And um, given the really successful you know, sales records that Nintendo has been breaking really with the Switch, uh, uh, it, could, it, could, it could outsell the NES. Uh, the Nintendo Switch really has been one of the best-selling consoles for Nintendo along with the Wii and the SNES and the NES. 
And who knows, it could probably outstrip the NES sales, which is which would make it so it's beyond iconic now. So uh, that's kind of awesome. And this, honestly, since the Switch has really come out, it's been a complete 180 for Nintendo. Uh, you know, the Wii U kind of almost ruined Nintendo, and now they're boost. They're, they've gone up. Uh, they've gone up in value pretty much. I mean, the stock price has gone up like crazy. If you bought in the VU days, now you're a millionaire almost. I, I don't know. I'll have to do the research, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool that there's going to be a 4K Switch coming out next year. I'm quite excited. Uh, that's all we have time for the podcast. And again, as I said, uh, it's uh, it's been only been a month or two since I've been doing it, and 54 people have listened to the podcast. So thank you so much. Uh, that means a lot, even though it's not millions, but it's still, we're getting, to, we're getting somewhere. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it. Share it wherever you can. Uh, subscribe. Uh, and until the next episode, which is actually day after tomorrow, we're going to talk about all about the new Asus Zen Phone 7. will come out by day after tomorrow. And we'll probably have an episode by then. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe, do your bit, and... Uh, Wear a mask, stay home, stay safe. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Bye.